From the University of Notre Dame, I'm Brendan O'Shaughnessy, and these are Notre Dame Stories. Michael Pippinger is Notre Dame's Vice President and Associate Provost for Internationalization. In September, the State Department asked him to represent the United States on a trip to Uganda. He spoke at three universities in Uganda about the importance of global partnerships in higher education. We sat down with Pippinger to learn more about his trip as a citizen diplomat. All right, so why don't we start off um, by having you tell me about the origin of the trip to Uganda. Sure, thanks for asking. I received an email from a member of the State Department from their Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs inviting me to be a part of their international visitors program and that program sends out experts in a variety of different fields to be citizen diplomats for the u.s and in this case they asked me to go to uganda to talk to universities there about building global partnerships and creating opportunities for mobility between uganda and the u.s and in the specific instance of why they asked me to go in September. Um, they asked me to give a keynote speech, which was the first inaugural Fulbright Kajubi speech. Uh, I can tell you about Dr. Kajubi in a second, but this speech was uh, meant to celebrate the centenary of Makerere University, which is the premier university in Uganda. It's been in existence um, longer than the, than the country of Uganda has been independent, so it holds a special place in the country's uh, heart and mind. So that's why I was asked to go, and then added on to that visits to other universities to talk about partnerships in global education. Okay, why don't we talk about um, Dr. Kajubi now then? Sure. Dr. Kajubi is a legendary figure in Uganda. He actually had been the vice chancellor, the equivalent of what we would think of as the president of the university twice during two very difficult periods in Uganda's history. He led the university through those tumultuous times to make it into a world-class university uh, and the uh, the widely recognized excellent university that it is today. He also played a role uh, in the government of Uganda uh, where he was the Minister of Education and wrote a number of uh, thought papers about the need for universal access for secondary students, for primary students, and encouraged uh, the development of the university system within Uganda. So. To be able to speak to Ugandan educators and government officials and the general public about his legacy as a, as a global educator and uh, his role in promoting cross-cultural exchange was very important. He himself was one of the first Fulbright scholars from Africa, and he went to the University of Chicago where he got a Master's of Science in Geography in the 50s. And that was quite an extraordinary thing at the time, but that formative experience about being an international student at a U.S. university was formative for the rest of his career. And so to be able to follow in his footsteps and talk about the power of global education and the power of the Fulbright Scholarship, the power of 
partnerships and person-to-person -person diplomacy um, was really an honor and a privilege. Uh, so what was your goal in taking this trip? Certainly to represent the United States as the Department of State had asked me, but also equally important to represent Notre Dame. We have a long-standing tradition in East Africa and in Uganda and Kenya in particular. Um, that goes back to the presence of the Congregation of Holy Cross. There are a number of Holy Cross parishes in Uganda. We also have a number of faculty members who have done research with different partner universities and organizations in Uganda. So to be able to talk to a wider public about our faculty members and our students' commitment to and engagement with you, Ugandan organizations and partners was really important to do. So it was an easy yes to give. So how did you feel about being asked to be a representative of the United States in Notre Dame? I was very humbled. I was not expecting that invitation to come my way at all. So it was a wonderful surprise and a real gift. Uh, what kind of events did the trip entail? It was a week jam-packed with events. So uh, I arrived into Kampala uh, late on a Sunday night. And on Monday, I was traveling with colleagues from the U.S. Embassy in Kampala up to a university in the north, Lira University, which is in an area that had been under um, the influence and the effects of the Lord's Resistance Army. If you remember back to that time when there was um, internal strife in Uganda and, and throughout East Africa because of them and their activities. This university is a new university in the country, and it's actually being led by two uh, Fulbright scholars who both went to the U.S. to study. So they have a very innovative outlook on the future of higher education and they're trying to build up uh, a regional university into a national one. So I was able to talk to their leadership and to give, um, to run a, a seminar about global education and how to build global education into building the university. We came back from Lyra and then had the primary event, which was the centenary lecture. We had over 300 people in attendance there. Before the lecture itself, uh, which also featured remarks from the U.S. ambassador, we had a luncheon to celebrate um, the alumni of the uh, uh, Washington Mandela Fellows Program. This Young African Leaders Initiative is something that Notre Dame, through the Pulte Institute, hosts every year. It brings uh, African, Sub-Saharan African scholars from around the continent to work uh, with local organizations, to be in workshops at the university, and to have um, a leadership experience that will allow them to go back and fulfill their obligations to their organizations and their communities. We've been doing that for the past several years, so we've built out, built up, excuse me, quite a cohort of alumni who have been touched by Notre Dame and who um, Notre Dame has been touched by. So we invited them to this luncheon, as well as Fulbright scholars, past and present, um, from Uganda. So it was a festive lunch uh, outside in a tent in the center of Makarere, and then we went in and gave the lecture and. Um, that was a, a tremendous event. 
We finished up the week going to another university that Notre Dame has partnerships with, Uganda Martyrs University. This is a, a university that our colleagues in the Keough School, particularly um, Kellogg, have worked with before. So we were able to go there, give another workshop about global partnerships, uh, and talk about building the relationship between Notre Dame and Uganda Martyrs, and also Uganda Martyrs being more um, open to partnerships in the U.S. Finish the week with a reception for Notre Dame alumni and for uh, alumni of the uh, YALI program. And that was held at um, the residence of the cultural affairs officer. So it was a, a wonderful uh, chance to experience her hospitality and open up her home to, to Notre Dame alumni. And we met other officials from the embassy. So a wonderful and wonderfully full week of interactions. What was your message in the keynote address at uh, Makarere? So I was asked to come up with a lecture that would address both Dr. Kajubi's legacy and then also um, talk about the importance of international partnerships in, in universities. Uh, and how being a more global university requires us to reimagine how we do the work of the university. So I focused my remarks on building international partnerships and talked about some of the key values that are necessary to have a successful and deep partnership. And so I talked about being in solidarity with the institution you're in partnership with, I talked about the need for transparency and honesty, talking about what's working, what's not, what are your institution's strengths, what are, what are your weaknesses, what are your fears, what are your hopes, and then talked finally about being committed and convicted about that partnership. Obviously, for those listening, those values are, are at the heart of Notre Dame's own mission and educational uh, philosophy. I think they're also important values in terms of Catholic social teaching, things that are important to our unique identity as a Catholic institution, and I shared those um, with the community. There was then a chance for a response and question and answers, and, and the conversation was quite robust. People are hungry, I think, in this day and age with all of the, the strife and challenges that we're facing around the world to imagine what it takes to have a deep and deeply committed partnership. So it was a wonderful, wonderful roundtable after that. Great. Um, tell me about what you, uh, you got out of the meetings with the Fulbright and the Yali alums. Well, it's always great to hear their stories, their Notre Dame story, and also the impact they're having in their own work, their own professional uh, lives. Uh, it was really exciting to see and hear from them firsthand how the lessons of being at Notre Dame continue to live on for them in their daily work and how what they learned when they were in partnership here um, has made their work more sustainable and have a greater impact on the communities they serve. While we were up, as an example, while we were up in Lyra in the north, one of the alumna of the programs um, works at a radio station, a local radio station. So we went on the radio station and were interviewed 
um, in English, and then it was translated into the local um, indigenous language. And we were talking about the value of education and the value of communicating um, the importance of education to family members, to friends, to community members. She serves an important role as a leader in that community by being at that radio station in their leadership and as a as an on the air personality, right? That's person to person diplomacy. That's her being a leader to change everything from public health to educational patterns to gender roles in that rural community. So that's a very fulfilling thing to see those Notre Dame alumni doing that and transforming the world, being a force for good in the world. Did any of them happen to mention the differences between food at Notre Dame and food back in Africa? Yes, it's a great question. And I had several conversations throughout the week about their disappointment in our food. Um, One of the jokes that we had, um, that we discussed at the reception was that the biggest shock to many of them was that they would come to a meal at Notre Dame and there might be only cold foods. A meal is not a meal if there are not hot foods there, right? Um, They also talked about the flavors that they missed and also some of the things that they learned to like while they were here. And I think food's always a great uh, unifier in terms of bringing people together. When you break bread together and you talk about food, um, you get to hear people's real unvarnished opinions of the world, so it's good. Did you see this trip as building kind of future of a relationship uh, with these groups in Uganda? I do. I think uh, that was another reason to go to begin with, um, to continue to build upon the great work that's come before us and continues to go on right now between Notre Dame and Uganda. Um, We're doing a lot of interesting work right now. Wendy Angst in the uh, business school is doing a really interesting program that brings students to a rural location in the north of Uganda to work on women's education and entrepreneurship, right? We have um, faculty, as I mentioned, who have done previous work um, with regards to democracy building um, at Uganda Martyrs. How do we keep those kinds of projects moving forward? Um, We have people from EC who are working on palliative care and working with the Ugandan Palliative Care Association um, to bring better care, more thoughtful care, um, and distribute it across the country. These are exciting projects. And the truth of the matter is, Notre Dame needs to continue to invest at ever greater levels in the Global South and in Sub-Saharan Africa and in East Africa in particular because of our legacy there. So I have every intention of working with colleagues here both faculty and students, to keep that flow of people going to Uganda and also for us to keep welcoming Ugandans here. We're talking with the State Department now about how we can partner with the Fulbright program in interesting ways in Uganda to hopefully bring more um, Ugandan scholars here in the future. I'm really proud and honored to have carried Notre Dame's banner uh, to Uganda, and I would encourage everyone who's listening to this podcast to keep your eyes open and your ears open for the tremendous work that's going on here in um, East Africa. Any chance you can to get to meet our faculty who are working um, in the region doing their research, any chance you can get to meet international students from Uganda or Kenya or Rwanda, um, 
you should take advantage of that. This is a wonderful, wonderful relationship that I hope we can all embrace and continue to advance together. I think that's the purpose of global education. How do we all find an opportunity to partake in being a more global institution? Our thanks to Notre Dame Vice President for Internationalization, Michael Pippinger. Notre Dame Stories is produced by the Office of Public Affairs and Communications. I'm your host, Brendan O'Shaughnessy. Our music is by Alex Mansour. <laughs>